Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Buzz. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary. It's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, talks picking it up. Let's go. Who the hell is he anyway? He never really talks much. Never concerned with status, but still even in the zone at the Little Rock Touchdown Club is brought to you by. Arkansas Urology, the state's leader for urological care. With unmatched expertise, state-of-the-art facilities, and the latest technology, Arkansas Urology is well-equipped to provide world-class care for all Arkansans. Clinics now open in Benton, Conway, Little Rock, and North Little Rock. Learn more at ArkansasUrology.com. The field opens, and Jefferson's into the end zone for a touchdown. I'm not sure, Quinn, that was quite the way they (laughs) diagrammed it, but it goes for 17 and a score. Uh, I think we did a really good job. I mean, I think we came out, we executed the game plan uh, just from our preparation. Just uh, in the previous pass, I mean, just... 11, like early games, we haven't as an offense, we haven't been starting fast and kind of lingering around and waiting and stuff like that. So I think we came out this week uh, just have a big emphasis on starting fast, getting uh, being urgent, making sure we know what we're doing. So I feel like as a, a whole offense, uh, I think we came out and executed the game plan. All right, welcome to the zone. That was KJ Jefferson talking about Arkansas's performance in game number one, and Arkansas rolls to victory over Western Carolina. As we welcome you into the zone live from the Little Rock Touchdown Club, there is a huge line on hand already, and it is for Peyton Manning, the star quarterback who will be in attendance today as the featured speaker. He will join us in the 11 o'clock hour. We're going to recap the games from over the weekend, including the Arkansas game. We've got a number of guests coming up. We're cramming Monday and Tuesday together today, so we're going to have our normal Monday guest, Clint Stern, joining us today around 11.30. We've got Clint Conn coming up here in about 20 minutes. Uh, Pat Bradley will join us at the 10.45 mark for a few minutes, I think. We're trying to run Pat down and see if that's going to work for him because we are holding the 11 o'clock hour for Peyton Manning. You know, kind of a big deal. So we're going to get about 10 minutes with Peyton today. And then uh, we've also got Eli, not Eli Manning, but Eli Craner joining us thanks to Jackalope Cycling today. So there you go. Uh, Big weekend, and Arkansas gets off to the good start they needed, 1-0. And obviously from what we saw from Kent State, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I imagine they'll be looking at 2-0 after two weeks. Yeah, Central Florida, uh, 700 total yards, over 700 total yards against Kent State. They had over 300 rushing, over 300 passing, so that Kent State defense did not look very good. Maybe Central Florida is awesome this year, I don't know. But, yes, they. Uh, you you could probably make an argument that uh, they played a better team last week than they're yeah. playing this week. Yep, I will definitely make that argument. It's funny, I was talking to Coach Brown last night, and, you know, we've Bears played Oklahoma State um, well this weekend, but we were talking about what's coming up for them in two weeks, and he said, you know, when you look at North Dakota State, there's a possibility that'll be a more formidable foe than maybe Oklahoma State was. Oklahoma State's trying to figure some things out. But, yeah, it was an interesting weekend. Um, there were a lot of teams that pulled some shockers. I mean, last night was obviously a great um, example of that. I don't think anybody expected Clemson to get handled by Duke. I don't think anybody's – I'm not shocked – that they lost. We heard a lot of good things about Duke and their quarterback play, but the fact that Clemson only mustered seven points yeah. was disappointing. And obviously Florida State's taking a huge step forward in the ACC race as far as what we've seen on the field. Now, the game uh, with uh, LSU isn't going to help in the race, but it certainly, from a perception standpoint, changes the way people think about them. Yeah, some people are already uh, claiming Florida State's Annoying the best team in the uh, country right now, moving them up in the rankings. But that's what that win did for Florida State. I mean, if you watch that game, you saw... 
Man, Florida State's got some studs. You know, I thought Arkansas hit the portal really well after watching Saturday's game, and then I'm watching Florida State LSU and going, wow. Florida State racked up in the portal, and I mean they had starter after starter on defense, and then you go over to offense, and their wide receiver came from Michigan State and was just dominant. Uh, that's a good Florida State team. Uh, I still think LSU's got a good team, but on this particular night, Florida State was the better team. But uh, Florida State's legit. Uh, you got to put them as a contender. Yeah, because look, they play in the ACC. I mean. I gotta look at their schedule. Do they play Clemson this year? It's the softest. It's got to be the softest schedule of anybody. Probably so. I mean, of the of the Power Five. Yeah, you right? think about it. Because Pac twelve loaded. Pac twelve's taking a beating, you know, as far as everything happening. Yeah. But this year, they've got a lot of good teams. They went thirteen to zero in the first weekend. Well, there you go. And they're loaded with quarterbacks across the board. That that conference this year is going to be the conference for quarterbacks. But yeah, I, I would say Florida State. You got to put them in your top four right now. Look at their schedule and the one quality win that they've got. Yeah. Well, we debated quarterbacks a lot the other day with Clint Sterner, and there is no question who the better quarterback was in the game. And I'm not going to say, you know, that LSU's quarterback was awful, but, you know, there was no doubt that that Jordan Travis was the the better of the two, right? No, and he's got better weapons, too. Well, how about the transfer portal? The, The wide receiver, Coleman, from Michigan State that came in, caught three touchdowns. He was fantastic. So pretty, pretty impressive. No, they're they're good. They were legit. And, I, and look, I'll say, Duke last night was very impressive. And the defense that their head coach now, defensive minded guy. He was a DC at Texas A and M for years. Elko, yep. that's his name. Uh, he 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 had a great game plan for Clemson, and uh, they made Clemson look poor offensively. They just they rattled the quarterback, got after him, took away the running game as best as possible, and uh, made made Clemson. And, you know, that's what Clemson's missing these days. Those wide receivers, there for years, you, you knew Clemson was going to have a great wide receiver or two on their team. And they put them in the NFL year after year, and they, they just don't have that that breakaway guy that scares you or scares the defense right now. And that, that's holding Clemson back a lot. Here is the final call in the Duke game, and then Mike Elko and his reaction to the victory. Tonight. One game at a time is what Mike Elko would say. Riley Leonard takes an eight. It's one of the biggest wins in Duke football history. Down goes Clemson. The Devils win it 28-7. Congratulations. You told us this week what this would do for this program if you won that game, and what would that be? Yeah, I think this is Duke football, right? We got the best of both worlds, a chance to really compete and do amazing things on and off the field. This is what I envisioned Duke could be when I took this job. Well, congrats. Yeah. And now for Dabo, it's trying to figure things out. And Dabo spoke after the game as well. And you got to go back to the drawing board now. And obviously, I'm sure that you know Coach Kelly at LSU feels the same way a little bit. But here was Dabo after the, the loss. Obviously, a, a huge, huge win for them. And, and they, they earned it and they deserved it. Um, and an incredibly disappointing loss. Um, that's honestly all my years of football. I, I've never been a part of a game like that, ever. Um, and... Been here at Clemson a long time. Since I've been the head coach, we were 58-0 when we rushed for 200 and passed for 200. Uh, that's usually a pretty good indicator. And I think in, in Clemson history, we were 108-0. Never lost, ever. Uh, okay. Well, that's it's a bad way to break it. And obviously not the way they wanted to come out of the gate. Texas State also making a big statement. That's going to lead us to our question of the day today. Christian, on who was the big winner this week. And we have not even delved into Colorado, but obviously uh, Coach Sanders talked a lot leading up to it. He felt very confident moving from the FCS to the FBS that he'd get things done. And we all know Colorado's been traditionally a difficult place to win. And he was able to do it with a resounding victory and an impressive couple of performances individually in a uh, win at TCU. And they're going to be on the list. Texas State with the upset, shocking, I mean convincing victory of Baylor. Obviously, that's a program that is trying to rebuild. Um, and then we also had Christian on the list. What else for our big winners of the Florida weekend? Florida State, because they dominated LSU in the second half, of course. And in the highest profile game of the weekend, yep. And Duke, who beat Clemson last night. Yeah. Okay. So, well, you who, can vote on... Yeah, yeah, who won the weekend is the, the question of the day. Okay. And it's on Twitter, at uh, C. Weaver, 103... Is it... At C. Weaver 1037, it's been yeah, a minute. At C. Weaver 1037. <laughs> Still, at Wes underscore Moore. Sorry, I had a complete brain fart there. At Justin A. if you want to uh, get in on that. Let's get back to the Hogs here. Um, here is Coach. There's the one criticism, I think, for people 
for the game itself, not for the game experience, was the run game. A little bit concerning. Arkansas did not run the ball particularly well, uh, and that is an understatement, but it was against a team that obviously made stopping the run their top priority. Arkansas averaged under three yards a carry, and regardless of the box count, I think that's a little bit disappointing for some Razorback fans. Bottom line is they won the game convincingly, and I think that's what... Uh, Coach Pittman pointed to after the game, but here he was talking about the offensive line play, and, of course, they were piecing it together with a couple of starters out. I wish we would have knocked them off the ball more. We had opportunities in some double teams, and I felt like our shoulder angle was off. To be specific with you, when the linebacker and the combinations are behind you, you got to stay vertical as you can, and it's you you got to work that more. That's one of the things we've got to clean up. If they're in front of you, it's easy because your shoulders are going to be aligned with him. But if they're behind him, your shoulders are never be aligned, but they can be vertical, just waiting on him to see what he's doing. And I think we were quick at times coming off with the guard and quick at times coming off with the center. I think we have to play better in there. But uh, I thought Tykeest, uh, for his first – well, you know, he started – in the Liberty Bowl, but didn't play much. I thought he did a nice job. I thought Braun did a nice job. It'll be nice to get Brady back. I think we'll have him uh, – hopefully we'll have him back. Uh, he's going to practice today, so hopefully everything goes well and he'll be able to come back. I think we have – coming into this game, and one of them's out. And I think that just shuffle We're uh, hurt the Razorbacks' offensive line a little bit. Um, and but I think the biggest thing, the push, is what he was talking about. I didn't see that push either. That was the disappointing thing. Uh, there were there were some runs that were there later on, especially to the outside. You, you watch Coastal Carol or Western Carolina. They were they were they, they were packed in the middle, and they they were going to take away the run. And that's why it was so easy for Arkansas to pass the ball because they were dead set on taking away the run. And uh, I thought Arkansas was a little hard headed about running the ball sometimes. It's like, come on, just give them what they're. But as Coach explained it, they're working on things. Arkansas was working on things. He said we could have thrown it every single play and had success, but we got to work on our running game. And we got to work on the running game when somebody's trying to take away the running game. And so that was a good test. It's just still disappointing that even though they were stacking the box, you couldn't, you know, power your way over an FCS team. I didn't notice it as much. I mean, I watched the first three quarters. Um, people were talking about Rocket and his size and how he looked a little bit slow-footed and maybe a little too heavy. I don't think he looked slow-footed or too heavy. To me, he looked like he was trying to hit a home run every single play. Mm. He was dancing around a lot. I mean, the, take the 11-yard loss. Just get it and put your head down and, and get two. Instead, he, he's running around trying to – and Coach Pittman, I thought, had a great explanation after the game. Second play of the game. They throw a little t- you know, wide receiver screen. They go 60 yards to the house. And all of a sudden, everybody's thinking – you know, I can do this. I can take one to the house. Mm-hmm. And it kind of rubs off, and everybody's wanting to have that big play. Right. And Rocket was looking for that big play instead of, you know what, some plays are designed, and you're only going to get four. Get the four. Instead, he was dancing around and trying to, and I saw it one time on a little, a little pass out in the backfield to him. He danced around a little bit trying to make a guy miss and gets tackled for no gain. He's got to, you know, he's just got to take what the defense, what's there, put his head down. He's 240 pounds and, and get those couple of yards. So I thought, you know, you think about the rushing total. Yeah. Minus 11 on that one play and then the bad snap, that's minus 19 yards. Yeah. That was 30 yards sure. of negative plays in two, in two plays. Um, if, if they it still wasn't good, but it, that would have helped the numbers. If they don't have a huge rushing game against uh, Kent State, then I think we can be really concerned. I agree. Since UCF ran for like 390 yards. 300. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, Passing-wise, you know, K.J. Jefferson, very, very efficient. you got to be happy with what he did. 18 and 23, 246, three touchdowns. Sacked once, no picks. And then Chriswell came in and, and played well. Also, I think people were very impressed. And, you know, kind of what we expected from him. We have high expectations for him. But I was excited about the young receivers making plays right out of the gate. Armstrong yeah. gets a touchdown. Tesla gets a touchdown. Um, and then you also heard a little bit about Brad Spence this week, and he gets the pick six showing the athleticism. And so they were very high on him through camp, and he showed it with a play late in the game to take it back, what, 80 yards or 85 yards, whatever, for a touchdown. So I, I think we kind of got what we expected from what we had heard and a lot of the questions. And the other thing was Satania in the return game. He showed some explosiveness, and, you know, he had one called back. But, but again, you're getting what you had hoped for, I think, for the most part. No, they did everything you would want except 
run the ball a little bit more effectively. Right. But uh, the receivers, we were wanting to see what they look like. Hey, they're big. Those receivers are big, and they catch the ball really well. Uh, we need to see what they're going to do against SEC teams before we anoint them. But, man, they passed the first test. I thought the receivers were impressive. Uh, defense, man, they rotate a lot of guys. They were rotating on the defensive line uh, every series, every four plays. When they could, they would switch out the defensive tackles, defensive ends. Linebackers, they were switching in and out. A lot of guys were getting quality snaps. This is going to be a, a deeper team that I think will be fresher in the fourth quarter once they get into SEC play uh in special teams i mean they got a punter yeah all of a sudden he's back yes he was booming and what we've been hearing about him for two years right he hit one punt that was fair caught 49 yards like the guy had to fair catch it because it was so high yeah he had that was the biggest thing is he was they were 50, flat 55 yards 52 yeah 52 and it was fair caught yeah because he had no room to run that's a high booming punt uh, he had another one that was inside the 15-yard line. He had one bad punt, but he got a good roll on it. And uh, it, they got great, you know, still like net 40-something yards. But they netted 49 yards on the day on their punts. Did you see anybody run game that flashed you? Run game? Outside of Rocket. I mean, Rocket didn't have a lot of success. but Augustoff. He, made it. he looked good in the carries that he got. Yeah, he got four. Yeah, most yeah, of the guys got three or four. No. Just I mean, didn't see enough to really. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's the game. That's uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot more to say. I mean, Arkansas did what they were supposed to do, which is nice because that has not always been the case. And hopeful they'll do what they're supposed to do as well. Look, that game was over 12 minutes into the game. Yep. I mean, 21 nothing, just bam, 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 and, and you're like, this is this is, and you saw it at halftime. Most people, a lot of people yeah. left. 35-3. That was for those who could get in. So I saw and heard. I had a friend who got. He pulled up to the gate. It was the line was incredibly long. It was taking forever to get in. Uh, I did hear about people saying there was water that was they run out of water at halftime, which to me is inexcusable if that's if that's the case. I mean, water doesn't go bad. It's like toilet paper. You can stockpile a little bit. Yeah. I don't understand how you could possibly run out of water if that actually happened. But I, I mean, I've heard it from so many people that I believe it's true. Um, and again, there are going to be inefficiencies. When I went to Fayetteville for the opener last year against Cincinnati, I stood in line forever, ever, and it was a complete mess. So I do think there's a little bit of that. And they they rectified the situation and they changed the way they were handling the security stuff as far as the entry points after that first game. They learned a little bit. For War Memorial, they don't get a chance to correct their wrongs. But to me, the, the water thing, if that's the case, is I, I cannot make sense of that. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the response I saw from the Parks and Tourism or one of the spokespeople I saw on Twitter, uh, they did still have the cooling stations. Water was available there. And then there are places throughout the stadium where you can fill up your water bottle. That was still available. But she said that the water... In the, the reply, the water didn't run out until the fourth quarter. Hmm. Should never run out. No. Nope. On a hot day. Well, I mean, again, the stadium's going to host, you know, several football games the rest of the year, and then the championship games. Again, you're going to go through it. I don't yeah. know how long. I don't know what the shelf life of water is, but I'm guessing it'll be okay until next season. I mean, I'll drink a year old water out of a out of a bottle. It's fine. Anyway, um, all right. So. Bottom line is, good things for the most part. we got a lot more to get to. Peyton Manning, join us in the 11 o'clock hour today. There's our first 16 Tennessee jersey we've seen today. Uh, we are set up in a weird location. We're not by the front door, so if you're looking for us, we're around the corner. But as you can probably hear in the background, there are a lot of folks here. The line goes all the way back here. I think I heard David say 13 and change, 1,300 and change oh, wow. as far as the turnout today. And I'm sure they could have sold a couple hundred more. I still have people reaching out this morning. I'm like, no, can't help you, bro. I mean, they're oversold. So I'm sure they'll figure it out, and it'll be as efficient as possible. But uh, it's going to be pretty wild in here today. Got to hit a break. Clint Conn coming up after the break. We will have uh, the Natural State Football Report. Plenty to talk about. Arkansas State, really a tough weekend. Uh, good showing from Central Arkansas. We talked about UAPB since they played on Thursday. And you all know what Arkansas did. We'll talk about the GAC, some high school games as well. There were some standout performances in the uh, prep air, uh, realm as well. So let's take our time out. We'll come back, and we will continue on in the zone on the other side over the break. Watney Chevrolet, ready to make a deal with you. The 2024s are coming. That means they got to get rid of all the 2023s, and they have incentives for you. Go to the website, WatneyChevrolet.com. Take a look at all the deals. Take a look at all the inventory. You can find out which vehicle you want right there on their website. Then go to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. They're still paying top dollar right now for your trade-in vehicle. They're looking for quality cars, trucks, SUVs, and they're still paying really well for it. 
That's another one of the incentives right now. Great incentives happening right now at Guatney Chevrolet. Head to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and see our friends at Guatney Chevrolet. One zero three seven. The Buzz is proud to bring you college football talk with Mark May every Thursday morning on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by Edwards Food Giant, The Meat People, and by Dugan's Pub, located in the River Market. This is Sports Center. Big weekend across the state in college football, highlighted by the Arkansas Razorbacks' resounding win over the Western Carolina Catamounts in Little Rock. 56-13 was your final score. K.J. Jefferson threw for three touchdowns and rushed for one as well. Rocket Sanders had two scores on the ground. The Hogs also had four interceptions in the game, one of them an 85-yard pick six by Brad Spence. As Arkansas gets to 1-0, things did not go as well for teams in the rest of the natural state. Arkansas Pine Bluff lost on Thursday night to Tulsa 42-7. Arkansas State took a 73-0 shellacking at the hands of the Oklahoma Sooners on Saturday afternoon. And Central Arkansas put up a strong fight against the Oklahoma State Cowboys, losing 27-13 in Stillwater. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. The Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas invite you to the 2023 Leader of the Year Luncheon honoring Hunter Juracek featuring Master of Ceremonies David Basil. With your generous support, Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas will create opportunities to help more kids and teens achieve great futures. The Leader of the Year Luncheon will be Wednesday, October 18th at the Clinton Presidential Center. For tickets and additional information, visit bgcofca.com. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention all that messy cleanup you won't have to do now. So for your next gathering, let the butcher shop steakhouse do all the cooking on their huge charcoal grill. We're back with Wild Bill at Motorsports Authority. Great selection here on the lot, but what about my trade-in, Wild Bill? We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed it. We'll put top dollar in that trade. I'm getting country fried crazy during this sale right now, and I'll tell you what, folks, it's a lot of fun to do business with us. If you're wanting top dollar for your trade, you need to come see us. You can check out the complete selection online at msastore.com. Better yet, come see us in Russellville on East Main and Hot Springs on Central. You better get down here to Motorsports Authority. Touchdown! You're back in the zone. You know, we disagree on things from time to time, but one thing's for sure. I'm an Arkansas Razorback fan. <laughs> what do they say now here? Woo, pigs. Now, let's root for those hogs and stay tuned yeah, to the zone. Man, slam that door. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. <laughs> Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. All right, welcome back. 10.30, Clint Conk joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Pat Bradley just told me that he is going to be unavailable today, so we'll move him to later on in the week. But, uh, Coach, good to have you. Plenty to get to. And uh, we were just talking about the Arkansas game. Uh, basically did what they needed to do for the most part. Yeah, first of all, uh, I hope you can hear me because I'm calling in today. Um, congratulations, Wes. Big win. Historical win for Texas State. 
He doesn't claim them. On the map. Are you claiming them now? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, okay. That's my Bobcat. Oh, big what fan. What are you talking Huge about? fan. Loved it. Well, and then, yes, Texas State. and then they get an opportunity to play UTSA this week, so it really will be kind of a Texas takeover if they can hold serve there. But uh, congratulations who, who, on that. Who won the Houston game? Uh, Houston. Did they Houston, beat? Houston, uh, 17, okay. 17 14. Yeah, yeah. Close okay. game, but Houston won. Yeah. All right, Coach. But yeah, uh, what, talking about the Hawks, you know, they held serve, you know, and uh, did what they were supposed to do. It kind of went according to script. Uh, big win. I'm going to assume that they probably played 75 players, maybe a few more. You know, so a lot of kids, you know, we got to see the backup quarterback and Chris Will. We got to see a lot of down the line guys, a lot of freshmen, redshirt freshmen ton of kids from the transport portal but as a head coach you know you talk about the script it was a great opportunity to work on processes substitution patterns sideline organization communication adjustment special teams all those things that aren't real sexy but go into you know the 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 mechanisms of running a college football game so from that standpoint the scoreboard you got to do that in front of 45,000 fans. Um, huge day in Little Rock. Um, big day for the Hawks. Coach, yeah, offensively, defensively, special teams, it was all positives. If you want to nitpick, they didn't get that push on the offensive line, not the running yards that you would hope they could get. Uh, and Coach Pittman said, you know, let's not make a mountain out of a molehill right now. Uh, I thought he put it best. Uh, they, uh, he felt like after watching a little bit of the tape, they were bringing their safeties down. They were doing everything they could to, uh, to stop the run game. And uh, one of the uh, reporters asked Coach Pittman about this, and this is what I want to ask you. Sometimes when you're playing a team, like an FCS team playing up, you, you want to accomplish one thing. You, know, you, you want to do something, have a positive out of this game. Is that, a fa- is that where you saw- see something from a-, a Western Carolina team like, hey, we're going to sell out. They're not going to run the ball on us. Is that something that is done from an FCS level when you're playing up? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you pick your poison. You've got a preseason, you know, potential All-American in K.J. Jefferson. You've got a preseason All-American in the running back and Sanders and a deep backfield. So they had to pick their poison. They said, you know, you got a bunch of young receivers, which really showed up. Tesla and Armstrong, and then, of course, the, the veteran Wilson, Paz, the tight end, the true freshman. But you had to, I'm going to take away the run and make you beat me with the pass or vice versa. They chose to load the box, be very active, screwing down their safeties, and, and, and made Jefferson have to beat him, and he did. I mean, he completed, like, what, 12 in a row? And I think you mentioned earlier, it was 35-3 to 3 pretty quick. And uh, and most of that was done with, with the passing game. And, of course, the defense created positive field position. Hey, they've got something special in uh, Fantasia, the, the, the punt returner. I, I, if they could give him a little bit of space, that dude, that dude can, can, can turn over some, uh, some grass pretty quick. So uh, I think it was a real positive all the way around. Now, agree, you know, you do need to get the run game going. I, I, you know, in the NFL – they still run against eight-man boxes all the time. So uh, it's not a concern right now. Uh, the pass rush, a little bit of a concern. They didn't get more pressures there or more sacks, I guess you could say. They got a lot of pressure. But uh, there's things to work on this week as they move forward. I'm not sure they're going to get a bunch of resistance again this week with Kent State. But there are several things that they need to work on and then continue to polish the things that they're doing very well. Yeah, there's only officially one quarterback hurry as I look through the stat sheet here, but they did force four interceptions, and so they were doing something right defensively at the very least, even if they weren't getting the kind of pressure they wanted to. Um, Coach, let's shift over because, again, you know, there's not a lot to glean from that, and I think if we if Arkansas can't run the game, the ball against Kent State, we'll be a little more concerned. That's a team that gave up a ton of rush yards this last weekend. So let's move on to Arkansas State. Obviously, Coach Jones is trying to take a step forward, and it was a very rocky start against the top-20 Oklahoma team, 73-0. to I don't think it's any indictment of the program to lose the game but when you lose that convincingly and you know it's it's embarrassing i'm sure for him and the program but uh it certainly maybe i don't know we'll see we'll see how good oklahoma is and how big a step they took forward or you know maybe arkansas state took a step back but uh this certainly will not define their season no one game won't define the season you know but to your point just not a good look you know when you're trying opening you worked all summer all off season you've recruited you've 
you know, you get your you get your horses to the running, you know, to the starting gate. You want to come out and 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 show something positive, although significant consensus underdog. Uh, you really didn't show anything, and so the the real challenge now. And I've been on the other end. I mean, we played an incredible top five TCU team some years ago and took a beat down. Uh, and the challenge for the coaching staff and for Coach Jones is to rally those guys, make them understand, hey, we did a few things right. We've got to clean these things up. They were just a better football team. Our season starts this week at home against a really good Memphis team, uh, an arrival game. So I guess having a rival game is a good thing because you'll be able to flush the Oklahoma game pretty quick, and Memphis is a good team. But I tell you, that's going to be a huge challenge because not only did they take a physical beatdown, they took a mental beatdown too. And I'm sure that uh, you know there were a bunch of long faces after that game. Yeah, there was the the video of Coach Jones being consoled by one of his players, and that is not not the look you want necessarily. It was rough, but again, they could certainly have a it's big bounce game. back game it's in Memphis. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Memphis got off it's to a good game. start uh, with a yep dominating victory over Bethune Cookman, fifty six fourteen. Ryan Silverfield's on the hot seat, too. So, again, Memphis has something to prove this week. They can't afford to, to take a step back. So, Arkansas State's going to have their hands full, I imagine, this week, Coach. They will. Uh, really good Memphis team. And, uh, like you said, there's, there's a little heat in Memphis there. Uh, you know, high expectations from Coach Norvell leaving, going to, uh, to Florida State and what he's done there. And uh, they just haven't quite performed at that level. So, this is a big year for Memphis. So, they will be very prepared. But I'm hopeful that they can flush the Oklahoma game in Jonesboro, have a big crowd come out, and these kids have some success because uh, this game, you start 0-2, then, 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 then you know, you're getting some bad habits. And so big challenge for the coaching staff to, to help them to you know, go bury the tape somewhere out in the, in the practice hmm. field and move on from that one. No doubt. All right, well, Central Arkansas not trying to bury tape, but trying to build off of what they were able to do against Oklahoma State. And frankly, Coach, I know I'm a little bit biased, but I'm also realistic. I was not shocked by what I saw on Saturday. Uh, Will McIlvain clearly has taken that next step forward. If he can be, you know, play like that and be consistent, which was the one thing that was a bit of a knock on him last year. You know, the offensive line did a good job. They had to be pieced together. They had some early injuries there. And defensively stood up to that huge Oklahoma State line for the majority of the day and uh, made it a very competitive game into the fourth quarter. Well, if you take away a couple of penalties and a missed field goal, it's even more competitive, and you were there. And, uh, you know, just really proud of Coach Brown and his group. They went there. They, they looked like they belonged. And uh, obviously there were some size mismatches, but from a skill standpoint, I don't think there was any question about that. Uh, again, you got to clean up the penalties, you know, get the field goal kicking thing, you know, lined out, uh, you know, replacing a four-year starter. Uh, from last year, and uh, yeah, I don't think there's any question. I mean, Sean Derrick, uh, Powell, got a glimpse of him. He looked like he belonged. You know, David Walker, I mean, you know, you can go on and on. Uh, certainly a deep running back room, excellent skill kids. Miles Butler showed up. I mean, Richmond showed up. Uh, they looked like they belonged. They, they were competitive. Uh, if things go a little bit better early in the game, it would have been a, a nip and tuck there at the end, but uh Coach Brown can take this, that coaching staff, build off of it. Uh, there's some things they do need to clean up. But with that being said, I'm not sure this week uh, they're going to get much of a test. Uh, Texas College comes in. They lost the Division II school 96 to nothing, I believe. So uh, I'm not sure that uh, there'll be some things they get to work on. It's a home game, communication, all those things I talked about with, with Arkansas. Uh, but I don't think they're going to get much resistance uh, this week. They will in two weeks. But this will be yeah. an opportunity to build to build depth uh, heading into the North Dakota State game. Yeah, it's a huge mismatch, obviously. But this was also they they had their hand forced because UAPB pulled out and they didn't have a whole lot of time to pull together, a, you know, a, a replacement. And so I applaud them for Been getting the game. You obviously don't want to ha- you don't have to, I know you have uh, I know you don't want to have two open dates. And so that's just it's what you got to do sometimes. And so again, like you said, you get a lot of guys some work hopefully. And, um, and that'll you know, be and I'm value. sure that that'll be the value is getting yep. the down the line mm-hmm. guys that experience. No question about it. All right. You yeah. In, in a game like this, Coach, how, how how long do you play your starters? If you do what you're supposed to do, two, maybe three series, and then uh, and then they're they're watching and encouraging from the sideline. Uh, obviously, you want to stay injury free 
there's some situations on the offensive line that uh, Justin alluded to. I mean, even if they can get those guys back, I'm not sure that we roll the we roll the dice with them. Uh, yeah, I mean, use it as kind of a preseason scrimmage. I mean, this is not a disparaging comment against Texas College. I mean, they're in high school, obviously, very much mis- mismatch in this game. But a couple of series, stay sharp, get them out, do what you're supposed to do, and then let your backups play and gain that experience. Coach, Super Bowl twenty two. This uh, rung a bell with the UAPB game. Uh, Denver jumped out 10-0 to over Washington and lost the game 42-10. to I remember on the radio the next morning they said uh, uh, Denver got off to a great start last night, but the game had to be called because Washington refused to stop running into the end zone. That was kind of what happened to UAPB over the, on Thursday night, Coach. They got off to a 7-0 start, and everything was looking good against Tulsa, and then Golden Hurricane came, uh, came back to life. But I would say for Coach Hampton, uh, not an overly disappointing first game, and, it, you know, they... I know this doesn't mean anything to him because he doesn't coach at Iowa State or Iowa, but they did cover the number. So uh, Tennessee State this weekend, a little more manageable matchup, Coach. And, uh, I, again, I think we're all really pulling for him, and I hope that they can get back on track and maybe find a way to win this week. It's, you know, and, again, Tennessee State hasn't played a game yet. Well, hey, it was 7 nothing UAPB, and I'm yelling, stop the count. You know what I mean? They, they came out ready to go. <laughs> it was 7-7 for a long time. And then, obviously, Tulsa's death probably took over. Uh, and their experience, uh, but uh, they they sure will take a lot of positives about going on the road in a hostile environment to start the season and play competitive competitively at least for a half. And uh, so, with that being said, they get to go play Tennessee State, which should have been the UCA game that we're talking about. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think Tennessee State played Notre Dame last weekend. Is that right? I believe that's right, and uh, so they'll they'll play in Memphis. Yeah, they did. They played uh, Notre Dame as the first FCS game Notre Dame has ever played. I think I think I'm right on that. Um, But uh, they 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 do get back more to their level of play against Tennessee State and the classic right there in Memphis. So uh, they'll take a lot of positives and try to move forward uh, into that game this weekend. Moving to the uh, Division Two, the Great American Conference, Arkansas almost got a sweep over the Oklahoma schools. Uh, Arkansas Tech had a big comeback, but just fell a little short. And um, what, what do you what What did you learn about the GAC after Week One? Well, everybody held serve. If you're an Arkansas school, except for Tech that you mentioned, but they made a valiant effort there to uh, to try to win the game late. But uh, I, I think the surprise was was the the ease which UAM won on the road uh, going across north to northwest Oklahoma, which is a long ride. Um, so um, the people that were supposed to hold, hold serve held serve. This week, though, Henderson has to go to southeast Oklahoma. So that's the game I've kind of got circled is maybe a little bit of a, not a trap game, but southeast Oklahoma and Durant is usually pretty good. They're usually pretty good. And uh, so Henderson's going to have to play well on the road uh, for the home opener for Southeast Oklahoma. So that's the one I'm kind of looking at. And then, of course, I think Thursday night, Southern Arkansas has to go to another one of your schools, East Central over in Ada, Oklahoma. So two big games on the road there. Uh, I'm kind of keeping an eye on if SAU is making the next jump. They need to go and win that game. And, of course, Henderson is always a contender They've got to go on a, a to play a tough opponent uh, in Durant, Oklahoma. So, anyway, as we get the next couple of weeks, they'll start being some separation. But right now, you know, five of the uh, Arkansas schools are undefeated. There you go, Coach. Uh, some high school games of note uh, from over the weekend we can touch on. Also, looking ahead to our high school game of the week, it is Parkview Bryant. Should be a, a really good one, I think. We'll see. Um, and of course, uh, kudos to Buck James for getting it done and dramatic fashion in their opener and going up to Bentonville and getting a victory in his first game as the Conway head coach. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that comeback, you know, they had the lead and then fell behind. It was a back-and-forth game, and then, of course, they, they scored late to win. Huge win, first game. Uh, you know, Coach James has a pedigree uh, of championships, and so I'm sure he's instilling that in these players, and uh, that should give them a lot of momentum in 7A moving forward. Um couple of games I want to talk about last week was PA kicking a field goal um, uh, to win uh, in, a, in a very uh, emotional way. And then 40-yard uh, field goal. 
Hmm. Yeah, that's right. They don't kick extra points. <laughs> they kick long field goals. Uh, it was and crazy. And Desdark in small school, uh, 2A football, uh, beat the defending state champion Hayden uh, in Desdark. And I believe that game might have been an overtime. But uh, John Barbaria, former player of mine, congratulations to him and his staff. And then, of course, uh, that PA was a dramatic uh, long field goal to win the game as the buzzer went off. So congratulations uh, to all those guys there. Uh, this week that was a good team yeah, too. I, I went to the oh, first yeah. quarter to that Matt, Madison Ridgeland team, and they had they had a quarterback that could really throw it. It was it was a fun game, and they were up uh, Madison Ridgeland twenty one to eight after the first quarter over PA. And I honestly thought leaving that PA was going to lose that game. They're they're kind of depleted. Their best receiver is out with the injury for four to six weeks, and didn't look good for them to come back and win that game. I think it just says a lot about the the program. And you know, coach, when you mm-hmm. win, you, you get used to winning, and that's just kind of in your mind. You're going to figure out a way to win. And to get challenged this early in the season and have that happen to you will only pay great dividends as they go down the road when they get into conference play. And, uh, you know, this week, uh, in addition to Bryant and Parkview, CAC hosts, uh, excuse me, Little Rock Christian hosts a pretty good uh, Lake Hamilton team, Justin. And then Conway mm-hmm. has to go on the road again to Washita. Uh, in Monroe, Louisiana, Conway had to come from behind late, I believe, to win that game last year in Conway. This year, they've got to go on the road and play a top five team in the state of Louisiana. Uh, so that's going to be another challenge for them. So a lot of good games. I hope everybody gets out. Well, I saw, we saw some great national games this weekend. I mean, that Duke game last night was phenomenal. The beatdown that uh, Coach Norvell and Florida State put on LSU, I mean, uh, that was unexpected. And then, of course, the Colorado game. Everybody's talking about that. And can they do it again this week at home against Nebraska? So uh, we're off and running in college and high school football. No doubt. Coach, we got to run. I appreciate you coming on, and we'll look forward to seeing you in the studio next week. Hey, you bet, guys. Have a great rest of your week. All right, that, that is Clint Conk. Thanks to Farm Brothers Flying Service for sponsoring the segment. Always great to have Coach on. We'll look forward to talking to him next week and uh, getting his thoughts on uh, on all the games. Big O Tires will give you $100 off right now. Select set of tires. If you're looking for a new set of tires or just a tire, go to Big O Tires. Cabot and Conway, they always have a good deal for you. Go to BigOtires.com slash deals to see the latest deals. And remember, Big O Tires does more than just tires. They'll work on your car. Work on brakes, alignment. They'll change your oil. A lot of things they can do for you at Big O Tires. And Cabot and Conway. And Cabot, they're on Prospect Court right in front of Kroger. And Conway, they're on Hark Rider. Go see our friends at Big O Tires, the team we trust. to Doe's Eat Place at the corner of Ringo and Markham in downtown Little Rock for mouth-watering burgers, catfish, and steak by the pound. Oh, and don't forget our world-famous tamales, now open Monday through Friday, 11 to 2 for lunch, and Monday through Saturday, 5 to 9 for dinner. Family-owned and operated for over 35 years. And remember, Doe's Eat Place for goodness steaks. Cobra Commander. I figured out when to attack G.I. Joe. What's your new idea, Destro? We attack Saturday at 9 a.m. They'll all be listening to Guatney Unplugged at 1037 The Buzz. Excellent. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. Join the zone each weekday for the entertainment report brought to you by Bell and Sword of Conway. Find out the very latest breaking news and entertainment each day on the zone. Justin West and Christian will dish out what the stars and celebrities have going on, and you can catch it each day. Bell and Sword has everything for the best dressed man. From boots to suits, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Bell and Sword at their new and larger location at 1011 Oak Street. 
RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Cord TV's Chanley Painter checks in with Morning Mayhem, courtesy of the Gangster Museum of America and the Hattery of Hot Springs. The former Miss Arkansas will fill us in on the latest high-profile cases. Don't miss Chanley Painter with with Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the zone. Can't get enough of us on the radio? Follow us on Twitter at JustinAquie7, at Wes underscore more, and at CWeaver1037. Don't need help tomorrow. I've got to meet Touchdown Club. We're going to be talking to Peyton Manning in about 15 minutes, and as excited as we are, I'm sure he's that much more excited. He's like, man, I get to talk to Justin and Wes and Christian in the zone. How exciting for me. What would uh, what would be the reaction in there if uh, David announced to the crowd, we've had a change, uh, Peyton Manning can't be here today, but we've got Chad Morris. Well... <laughs> Scott Davis joining us from Arkansas Urology. This I, is, I would not want to be anywhere near the door or David. Let's just say that. By the way, somebody sent me a text this morning. Did you know that Chad Morris is on staff at Clemson? Yeah. yeah. That just tells you everything, doesn't it? it I was just telling Wes. That, that was amazing game last night. I mean, Duke just... I mean, that was a beatdown. There, yeah. there was two beatdowns this weekend. I mean, and LSU got beat down. Yeah. And, and then Florida State. Yeah beat the crap out of them, and then Duke beats Clemson. I mean, it was a, it was a wacky football weekend. It, it was. How do you feel about Memphis? Well, I, I, you know what? I, I actually took a snapshot. They are the number one defense in the NCAA right now okay. for one week. <laughs> Enjoy it. that out. <laughs> it's my one claim to fame. I think, they, uh, I think it'll be a good game. That's always, you know, I lived in Jonesboro for about 14 years before I moved here, and you know, it was a, always a great rivalry when Memphis would come to to A State. I remember the miracle in Memphis where we lost on the last second uh, uh, toss. Uh, I've been where they were up and by three touchdowns and lost, and they were down by three touchdowns and won. It's always a good it's always a good game. So I think it'll be a good game. Um, but I think I like our chances. I mean, Memphis defense looks good. Offense looks. Pretty good. Well, it's a prove a year for both these coaches. So this is uh, I'm a, I'm not going to say the loser of this game is going to lose his job, but it would certainly be a big feather in the cap for either to win this game. I, I think, and I almost think Silverfield can't afford to lose this game. He cannot. And I think I think Butch is already probably in trouble. In trouble. Yes, the water is boiling for sure. Um, so. NFL football starts Thursday. You ready? How do you feel about your Patriots? Or not? I, I feel good. I was I was going to stick around and see if if Peyton would uh, give me his thoughts on on uh, on Tom Brady, but that's the probably you know if we're going to ask that question, we should probably do it at the end. Although I did see you know that the talk now is that they're going to add a third person to the Manning cast, and they put out a video that I saw this morning that was tryouts. It was kind of it was a it was obviously a parody, but they brought in a bunch of different guys, Kirk Cousins and a bunch mm-hmm. of different quarterbacks, and then Tom Brady was left out in the waiting room and he got on the phone, he's like, Yeah, I guess I'm not gonna be on the Manning cast or whatever. It was him and a dog were the only two people left that didn't get called through. <laughs> so I don't know if that was an uh, indication that Tom actually is going to be the guy, but boy would he be fun on there or what? That would be 
hilarious. And, and look, I I have a great amount of respect for for Peyton Manning. He's an absolute great football player. I will say my claim to fame, though, being a Memphis fan, Memphis has only beat Tennessee one time. Yeah. And do you know who was the quarterback of that team when Memphis beat? Could have been Peyton Manning. It may have been in 1997. Not that I remember the exact date. And Is that right? Happened. His he, senior year, they beat him. They, we beat Tennessee. It was the only time Memphis had ever that. beat Tennessee. I was looking at 97 because I was going to ask him about coming to War Memorial Stadium. That was the infamous, remember, his his elbow hit the ground and they let him continue the, the, the kickoff and he ran it back for a touchdown or maybe it was a kickoff or punt. I can't remember which one. but The Memphis game? Yeah. That was after 97, right? No. Okay. Um, I, there, there are a few. I, I remember my children being born. I remember marrying my wife. And I remember Memphis beating Tennessee. It wasn't 97. It was, okay. That was his senior year. It was 96. It was right Okay, there. it could be. Yeah, that could be. I'll buy that. We'll go with that. All right. I'll, I will not look it up. I'm not going to bring that one up either, <laughs> by the way. I, was looking, I was literally looking through their 97 schedule because we talked to Clint last week about them playing the volunteers here mm-hmm. at War Memorial. So, um, Memphis. At Memphis, Liberty Bowl, 21-17. Go Tigers go with Tigers. the win. That was it. Yeah. So... I probably won't mention it to him. You won't mention that. It's funny because they had won four games before. They won their last four games after. And their only other loss that year was number four, Florida. 35-29. Must have had to let down. Yeah, he didn't have... They were overlooking Memphis. Yeah. Peyton did not have a lot of fun against Florida in his high, in his college career. No, they were pretty good. Uh, but, but he is he is just a fun guy, though. I mean, he is oh, so he's good amazing. on TV, commercials. I mean, I, I mean, he was a great football player. I think he's even a better entertainer. It is. Uh, we're coming up top of the hour here, Scott. But it is um, kickoff to men's health. Yep. You guys have a vo- uh, your first uh, event our big coming up here. Is, is this Thursday from four to seven at our Little Rock Clinic, thirteen hundred Centerview Drive. Uh, you can show up. Uh, at any time from 4 to 7, call uh, our main campus um, or go to our website and reg- pre-register for that event. Uh, so we're pretty excited. You know, our theme is get a screen for a screen. Uh, it is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. One in nine guys in this state um, will at some point in their life develop prostate cancer. So this is something we have been, uh, this is our 19th year to do kickoff to men's health. Uh, so I, you know, kind of encourage guys, go get screened. It's free. Uh, it's it's quick, and you do get a chance to win a 60-inch TV. I like that. I appreciate you very much. Nope, thank um, you. Never more than we do today. Because of you guys, we have a chance to hang out with Peyton Manning for a little bit, so I appreciate you. Eli was great, though, last year. Yep. If Peyton can live up to that, he'll, he'll be just fine. Yeah. So e- Eli, I think, does probably not get enough credit for how funny he is and how you know genuine he is, too. I can't imagine what it was like growing up in that family. I can't either. Hmm. I mean, great athletes. You know, a dad that was a legend in his own right. Yeah, you're famous from birth, and you have huge expectations. And amazingly, unlike like I think I like Michael Jordan's kids. I mean, all due respect, they didn't yeah. live up to the to no. the, to the dad's level at least. Well, yeah. I, again, another negative. But anyway, the point is the Mannings uh, did, and then some. So yeah. Anyway, I appreciate you guys very no, much. Thank Scott. you. Appreciate it. All right, it is 10:58. Up against it, coming up, Peyton Manning. American style sushi experience founded on great food and rock and roll. Rock and roll sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that'll blow your mind. Rock and roll sushi. You want the VIP roll. Shrimp tempura, crab stick, cream cheese, Cajun crawfish, baked crab meat, jalapeno, spicy mayo, sweet chili, eel sauce.